Hello and welcome to the first episode of Mistakes That Made History. Today's story is called Cut and Run, the story of convoy PQ-17 in the Atlantic in World War II. This convoy was an absolute disaster. Listen on to hear more. So, Convoy PQ-17. To start out with, let's go with the basics. Even though it ended up being such a disaster, it started off as actually quite a standard convoy affair. The Convoy PQ-17 was the code name for an Allied Arctic convoy during the Second World War. On the 27th of June 1942, ships sailed from Iceland and before you tell me I haven't pronounced the port, or haven't even said the port, I can't pronounce the port. I'll put the name in the description and see if anybody can actually pronounce this. And it was set for the port of another unpronounceable name in the Soviet Union. <laughs> the convoy was located by German forces on the 1st of July, after which it was shadowed. But... The Allies mistakenly thought, and this was originally planned by the Germans, that they were going to send the Tirpitz after them, which was Germany's last surviving super battleship, with its sister ship, the Bismarck, being hunted down a few years ago. I'm I'm not giving you exact dates. The first sealer, yeah, it was shattered continuously and attacked, but not with a battleship, but with destroyers and U-boats and aircraft. Yes, the First Sea Lord Admiral Dudley Pound, acting on information that the German surface units, including the sur- German battleship Tirpitz, were moving to intercept. And even though this may have been a scary thought, they ordered all of their cruisers to turn around and try and intercept these German forces before they made it to the actual convoy. But in this, this was actually the main tactical blunder of this episode. Them ordering those cruisers and destroyers away was actually what left the convoy, well, undefended. They ordered to split the convoy and all the ships went this way and that way. And the main pickup story, which I'm going to be talking about today, because as the episode plan I've just decided we're going to be following, I'm going to be finding one interesting story in each of these disasters. So, let's get into this interesting story about the remnants of the convoy that escaped. Story this week is about four ships, three of which were from the scattered convoy PQ-17, and one random fishing trawler. These three ships were separated from the rest of the convoy, while obeying orders to scatter the convoy, while the battleships, cruisers, and destroyers making up their escorts went to intercept the ghost turpits. I should mention that this was one of the largest convoys to cross the Atlantic at any one time, comprising of over 37 ships, not include well, I mean, yes, over 37 ships, including their escorts, which had just turned away. So, these three ships, I believe they joined up with this fishing trawler, or this fishing trawler was along for the ride with the convoy. Interesting journey for those fishermen. So, they were ordered away, and they're cracking through thin Arctic ice as they're going through an Arctic convoy to the upper reaches of the Soviet Union to supply the Eastern Front. 
So these three ships under the command of a lieutenant, well, he realized that should a submarine or any aircraft encounter them, that his little convoy would be doomed. So he ordered all of the tanks being transported in his three ships to be lined up on deck with all their crews inside them, basically turning his ships into old-style destroyers. So with all of these guns on deck, he could reasonably defend from surfaced or just under the surface U-boats by firing the Sherman tank guns and machine guns at it. But they did not have any anti-aircraft guns on board, which means they couldn't have any defense from German bombers, Heinkel He 111s, Ju-18, and scouting fighters. So what they did is they found cans of white paint and painted their ships with white paint all over them so they were completely invisible against the Arctic ice. But they didn't have enough paint to cover the depths of their ships. There are, we're also counting the fishing trawler here, so they did paint the fishing trawler. And these are big Liberty ships, which, though standard, with only a top speed of 11 knots, and not the greatest construction, could be built in large numbers. So they're dealing with big ships here. So they ran out of paint, so they ordered all of these spare bed linens to be draped over the decks and the tanks to keep them camouflaged. And it was in this way that they managed to avoid attacks from aircraft, which occasionally went over them, but didn't notice them. But thankfully, no U-boats found them, as to my knowledge, and they never had to fire those Sherman tank guns. This mini-convoy of four ships made it to the port that they were gunning for, pun aside. But sadly, they made up nearly half of the ships that made it back to port. Only 11 of the 37 transport ships involved in a convoy PQ-17 survived the journey. Some were damaged and had loss of crews. But that means so many ships went down. None of the escorts were ever engaged. If they hadn't split off to try and defend the convoy from the ghost herpets, this disaster would never have happened and the convoy may well have been protected. It was one of the worst convoy disasters of World War II and remains a big deal in war historians' hearts. So a moment of silence for all of the men that went down with those ships, thousands of men, troops, equipment, and for the rest of the war. Now that's done, let's get on with the end of the show. I know it's been a short episode, but I'm planning on having them as short tidbits of history anyway. So, to the outro! So, we've reached the end of our little foray into World War II history. We'll be back soon with another little tidbit of information. So, now that you've heard about Convoy PQ-17 and the disaster it was, you can email in things that you would like me to talk about or research or just generally discuss with you, maybe. Our email is historypod at icloud.com, so if you'd like to send in anything you'd like to know about, it has to be a mistake, though, send it in. If you could please subscribe and leave a rating on your podcast app of choice where you're listening to us. It will greatly, I greatly appreciate it and it really helps the show and obviously is completely free. I'm not planning on adding a subscription anytime soon. 
We are currently available on our Anchor RSS feed, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I hope to be available on more places shortly, but, like, maybe if I can get round to it. I also have another podcast about Minecraft under the tag WackyZacky2. It's called Minecraft for Beginners. I know any historian or anybody listening to this may be disgusted that I have a gaming podcast as well, but, like, gotta have multiple outlooks, okay? Alright, Kid Historian, signing off.